You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeninginkingston.com. This is officially episode number 200 of the Screening in Kingston podcast, which is very exciting, Taylor. Did you think we would get to 200 episodes? You know, Mike, that's a funny question. I never... Uh... Is it a funny question? I thought it was a good question. Okay. No, like, in, like yeah, funny as in interesting. I, because uh, I, I haven't really pondered a lot. I guess I never foresaw an end date for the show. You know what I mean? Like, when I signed on with you, I never thought, like, Oh, we'll be done in a year. But at the same oh, time, oh, I did. Really? <laughs> That's, you just took the words right out of my mouth of exactly what I thought. I'm like, oh, we'll do it for a year, and then we'll both get sick of it, and it'll be done. See, like I came on thinking, oh, we would just, we just keep doing it, and we're just keep we're we've kept doing it. So I don't know. I guess like, but. Yeah, that's a long time to be doing anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> in it this is. Day, and age, day and age. So uh, I, I remember, um, you know, when sitcoms would have like their 100th episode, even though they've mm-hmm. been on air for like six years. Just six so, years, yeah. Yeah, and it'd yeah. be like, oh, 100th episode, wow. And it's like, well, we're at two, 200. So that's pretty cool. And, and technically, it'll be four years this September. Wow. So, you know, that's the other thing of, of looking at, you know, we, we talked about a couple weeks ago in case you missed it, that we're not going to be doing like a big special episode. We're going to do something a little later in the summer to really give justice to like the celebration of it. So it'll probably be like end of summer, just before September when we're like looking at, it's been four years and we're celebrating that we passed 200 episodes like that's that's to me well, more Mike, crazy. That like four years is a long time. We could do it on like our fourth year anniversary. Like the, yeah, do we know what the date of that is? Because I don't. I'll <laughs> I go don't back. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I Instagrammed our very first recording. Okay. okay. So well, then we gotta I'll, find that. Yeah, yeah, I'll scroll back and look. I know it was se- like midway through September. So yeah, okay. I'll find us the date and we'll pick the closest one, and it can be a fourth yes. year. So when you put it in that way. Ch- Four years, to me at least, sounds more impressive than 200 episodes. Because when you think of yeah. it in chunks of time, like, oh my gosh, yeah. four, four years. Four, wow. four years and really only a year and a half of non-pandemic I was gonna discussions. Say, like it four, wasn't four years, two years. Four, four years of recording, 300 years of pandemic. Of <laughs> pandemic, yeah. It's been, yeah, I guess, I don't know. Yeah, the pandemic, we obviously didn't foresee so that's kind of that pivot was interesting i can still remember like the day the pandemic stuff happened and like there was a lot of like work stuff that came first so it wasn't my first thought but after that started to settle my like next thought was oh yeah we've got a podcast what are we gonna do and do you remember i don't remember because we didn't we got the microphones pretty early but i think we did one episode maybe where I was just using my computer's mic and you were using whatever. And just to kind of like put an episode out there. Like, like I'm pretty sure there's one. Yeah. 
yeah, there's like one terrible my... episode where we did, and then the next week we got our microphones in from like uh, Amazon Prime. Like it was, <laughs> and we didn't always use the program we're using now. So there was no. a couple episodes I think that were a little of the the other program, whatever that yeah. was. I don't even remember yeah. what that was. But we used, I yeah, I remember that. I remember using another program, and then we we found this one. And did we ever did we ever do one where? you recorded on your phone. I vaguely remember like one panic episode where maybe we recorded it to your phone. Yes. But I... your, what happened was is your sound kicked out. This might've been the episode without microphones because your sound wasn't working. So you called me and I put it next to my computer and we talked on, on the phone and recorded it on my computer. Yes. I think that's all the same episode. Like I think like, all that all happened in one. I don't think we ever skipped a beat. I think even with those shoddy like makeshift recording, I think we were able to I don't think we took a, a week off during I mean it's no, we didn't. Um it's it to me it also speaks to, you know, the industry. And it's interesting about going to movies and you and I are big fans of going to a theater, yeah. sitting in a movie theater and watching a movie. But it's interesting that we live in a day and age where you kind of don't really have to do that necessarily. Like, I think you do, in order to stay relevant with things coming out and trying to release only in theaters, if you want to review stuff that people are going to see right away, to stay relevant and stay current, you have to go to the movies. But during the pandemic, we had, like, all the content is at our fingertips. Yeah, you no one was going want. to the movies. <laughs> yeah, so I think that it made sense that we were able to pivot as quickly as we were. I don't re- quite remember the first couple things we did. They might have been just like streaming choices. But as soon as we started those movie clubs and the themed episodes and like we did the Canadian movies and like all these different things, that's I think when it really started to feel like, okay, we can we can sustain this for a little bit. Yeah, I never had any any doubts. I thought, whatever. It's like my <laughs> it's my it's only not that hobby. I doubt it. <laughs> I, it's like, that's the thing, it's not the thing is, Taylor, this isn't my only hobby, and I've had hobbies Fair. before, and I didn't yeah. doubt our abilities. I more just doubted our willingness to continue to do this. Like, I didn't, I also didn't know you at all. So, like, That's I true. had no idea. I don't know if our fans gonna... know that. We literally met once, and then we were like, yeah, okay, we'll do it. Oh. <laughs> uh... Oh, maybe our fans still, I'm wondering, did we not talk, oh, well, maybe the first episode. Yes, we, we briefly met talked for five minutes and decided, yeah, let's do it. And then we just did the podcast and it went from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, we didn't, we did not know each other at all before, before doing this, um, which to me was interesting because we kind of got to know each other's styles at the beginning, kind of see what, what we sort of liked in terms of films and we could kind of see where our styles clashed and where they meshed. Um, and then I think that was one of the reasons why I'm like, well, I don't know this person. And I know myself and I've done the volunteer hobby thing for a very long time. Yeah. And I know how draining that can be. So I just don't know how long this is going to go. And there was never really a moment where I was like, oh, I can see the end coming. <laughs> like I've never had, I still haven't had that moment. Even when the pandemic hit, I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, I'm like, but we had to we'll just pivot. Like, <laughs> but like, that's a good point. I guess because we just had natural like on-air chemistry it was like it seemed like a no-brainer I guess if we mm-hmm. like hated each other 
yeah. probably would have been looking for an out. But yeah. it feels pretty natural just do, <laughs> doing the show. So I'm kind of like, it's just a part of my life now. Mm-hmm. We'll just keep yep. going until they boot us off air. Or one of us loses <laughs> or, our Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah, one of us loses Wi-Fi. Yeah, like the next Rogers outage. Um, because if that had extended into the Monday, I wouldn't have been able to report that week because I'm a Rogers customer. And, well, that knocked me for a loop. Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting, the the podcast format and being on CFRC and kind of seeing, you know, fans that come and go. But it's really, really cool to consistently have this small group of, of fans who always email us and contact us and have come on the show and have been a part of it. Like that's kind of why I was hoping we do a celebration when we have a little more time to plan it. Cause it would be really nice to figure out a way to get some of the, some of these individuals back on the show in yeah, some no way, question. you know, even if it's for 10 minutes and like a little thing, like I, I just think as much as you and I, I think there's no question that you and I put in the work we're here every week. We're coming up with new things to talk about, but other people are why we're still able to do this. Fans that are listening, the fans that are like, if people stopped emailing, then I would probably assume that no one's listening anymore um, and then would want to (laughs) stop. So the fact that you keep emailing is good. You keep interacting. It's fantastic. Mike, that would be my, uh, I have to correct myself. We won't keep doing it um, until we get kicked off. Although that is one. So I guess like we'll stop when we get kicked off or our fans are no longer interested. So if you I mean, there's probably keep... more scenarios like like death. Be fine. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> that's but, probably uh, another one. If you want to keep hearing the podcast, just keep writing in. We'll yeah, we'll show writing, up. Keep listening, whether you listen on CFRC or you listen on your podcast, wherever you download podcasts. Maybe you stream us. I know some people stream off of CFRC or they stream through through you know one of the archives or the podcast website or where have you. Um, yeah, keep listening. We'll keep doing the show. Um, we always look to kind of uh, connect with fans and fun movie talk. Um, so that's that's to come. More on this. More on you know 200 episodes and celebrating four years. When we get close to that anniversary, early in September, we'll do a big episode. Uh, might be a two-parter. Might be a long episode. Who knows? Um, we'll do that to kind of celebrate. Um, but for now, this is just going to be a run-of-the-mill screening in Kingston episode where we're reviewing two um, very interesting and different, but also somehow the same movies um, where, Taylor, you're going to talk about Minions, Rise of Gru, yes. and I'm going to talk about Thor, Love and Thunder. So you've got the two, two big franchises uh, movies to talk about today. Um, that we were supposed to talk about last week. We have a couple uh, fan questions and things to go over. I do want to quickly mention, because uh, I saw a few people have already filled out our um, our movie club form, which is awesome. Like, thank you people for, for engaging with that. That's one of the cool uh, things that we like to do here. So our next movie club is coming up. So your deadline is the end of July. So you have until the end of this month, July 31st, to submit um, your thoughts on where the crawdads sing, reading the book, seeing the movie, what you thought of both, any ways you want to compare the two, anything you want to talk about, um, send that in. But yeah, we've already had a couple people do that, Taylor, which is awesome. Great. Guess people got the book done early. The book was a pretty easy read, I will say. It wasn't too long. Um, yeah, I uh, I got it. 
I read about a third of it and then like over one like afternoon finished it. Mm-hmm. Like it's one yeah. of those books I think that like if you're a, a reader, you could probably get it done in like a weekend if mm-hmm. you're like not watching <laughs> movies. Yeah. So um and Mike, I guess we should probably run this by Katie, but I assume next week will be a spoiler episode. Yeah, I think these movie Heads clubs up. have to be. Yeah, like I just it's too difficult, I think, to to really talk Especially about Especially with movies. the ending, which has been <laughs> everyone I've talked to has been like that ending. So, some people have seen the movie but haven't read the book and like mm-hmm. the movie ending really threw them through a loop. But all of us book readers were like, <laughs> "We saw that coming." <laughs> so, um, yes. Yeah, I I think that all of the movie clubs, we'll repeat it next week, but I think that that needs to be the kind of the general assumption that movie clubs, especially comparing to a book, any of them, like it has to be full spoilers. We just, yes. I don't think we can do it otherwise. Um, so yeah, Where to Crawdads Sing, that'll be our episode next week. So please get your thoughts in before the end of the month uh, on the book, on the movie. And hey, if you didn't have time and you just saw the movie, send your thoughts in anyway. Yeah, tell us what you think of the movie. Especially things like that. Like if you went into it completely blind and watched the movie and have something specific you want to say about the ending or any twists and turns the movie had or anything about it that like you just didn't know, feel free to share. We're always happy to hear from you. Um, so go to screeningandkingston.com slash movie club. Get all the information there. Um, or if you just go to screeningandkingston.com, you'll, you'll find it. You'll find that and how to submit questions. You can do it anonymously as well. You don't actually have to uh, declare who you are. Um, we can keep you in on this. That's totally fine. A um, couple fan questions just before we get to our movie. Um, and this one, this one is actually about the movie club, not specific to the movie, but just about the club itself. Um, so this one comes from Caitlin. Uh, and Kay, I don't think Caitlin has, has emailed before. Um, Caitlin says, um, for your book and movie club, I'm wondering how far... Oh, <laughs> here you go. <laughs> I should have read this question. Um, I'm wondering how far we're going to go into the book and the movie when you talk on your podcast. Will we be talking about all the way to the end? We'll be keeping it more vague. Um, so that, that comes from Caitlin. So yes, we will be spoiling it. Um, thank you for the, the question. We just kind of answered your question. Uh, and then read your question. But yes, we will go into spoilers. You can die. There's no limit to what you want to talk about. So if you if there's something specific you really want to talk about, talk about it. Um, Death on a Nile, I think what really worked about that is some people really hyped on certain things. They're like, I'm going to talk about this. I'm stuck on this. I want to talk about this. And other people were more general. So it's whatever, whatever speaks to you. And yes, full spoilers are fine. Uh, next question. Uh, This comes from Martin, uh, and Martin says, in terms of the summer movie season, how are you both feeling about it so far? I've personally been a little bit so-so with the movies. Some of the big blockbuster movies have been fine, but a lot of them just didn't really hit for me. How have you been feeling about your summer movie season so far? That comes from Martin. Um, Yeah, it's been fine. Five out of ten. Yeah, Martin, that was good. That's good. There you go. A little underwhelming. Five out of ten. The movies that I've really liked, I've really liked, and the movies that I haven't really liked, I've just hated. So I don't know if there's been too much middle ground for me. Like some of the blockbusters I knew were gonna suck, but I want to see them anyway, just to see them. Um but uh yeah. So so I uh as fans probably know, like 
I would say blockbuster, quote unquote, is not really like my typical genre. Like I don't look necessarily forward to summer blockbusters. Like obviously as a moviegoer, like I'll go to the movies during the summer. But I would say in terms of like high anticipation, I'm more interested in seeing movies that come out in late summer, fall, leading up to the Oscars. Those are kind of mm-hmm. more that's your, that's your genre, I guess you could say. Um, even though that's like, obviously there's lots of genres. I guess in terms of blockbusters so far, I guess I've seen two, the Minion, <laughs> Minion movie and Elvis. And, um, you know, you'll hear my Minion review today, but like I enjoyed both. Um, but in terms of like variety, I will say that, um, I'm underwhelmed in terms of variety, like lots of franchise movies and not a whole lot of like original or like new movies. So in that sense, I have been underwhelmed. It's like, you're either going to go see Top Gun, like the Top Gun reboot, go see a Marvel movie, Mm -hmm. You know, and even Minions is a franchise. So I think I remember several weeks ago looking at the Cineplex and I'm like, all of these movies are franchise movies. There was like mm-hmm. one original story. And I was like, really? Like, and as like a person who isn't really devoted to franchises, I'm like, oh, well, like there's not a lot for like my type of my type of movie going. I am looking forward to seeing Nope. Mike, mm-hmm. I think you were going to try to go see it last weekend. My, I was, yeah. I had family visiting this weekend, so I didn't end up going. But I am looking forward to Nope. <laughs> it just sounds weird when you say it. Just, nope. Um, which is Jordan Peele's new uh, horror movie or like sci-fi, depending on what trailer you've seen. Um, yeah, it's horror, <laughs> sci-fi, or thriller. We're not 100% sure. And I think we talked about this our last episode, how it seems kind of weird. <laughs> That it's coming out now and not in September yeah. or October. But... Especially because I didn't realize that all his movie titles, the, the sort of word. theme, the one word themes that he goes with are all based on uh, the things he would hear people yell in the movie theater. So oh. get out. Nope. Right. Like it would be things that he that he's trying to bring that feeling, that communal right. feeling back. Except um, for, what's his movie, Us? Us. Yeah, except for that one. Yeah, um, that's not... That one doesn't. But it was interesting <laughs> that, like, that he's trying to... He's evoke trying to feelings evoke just with the title. Feeling, yeah. And that's, like, no... Yeah, I was supposed to see it this... I'm actually kind of glad I, I didn't end up seeing it this week, because I'm, like, in a super negative mood and place right now. So yeah, I think I want to push that back to later, because... One of the things that I am curious about is why they released it now, which makes it seem like, oh, I wonder if this, this is one of those things where what they've shown us in the trailer is actually a very tiny, tiny, minute part of the beginning of the movie and that it's not like the actual film. Like they I do mean, that a lot with Avengers movies now where it's like, oh, we've sh- all the trailer footage is from the first like 10 minutes of the movie and you don't realize that until you get there. And then you're like, whoa, wait a minute. What, there's like, what, what else is there? Because we just saw the trailer. So I'm wondering if he's pulling the wool over our eyes a bit here. And what we're going to get is a little different than what we think. Well, I've seen kind of mixed. People don't really know what the plot is about. They don't know mm. if it's aliens, ghosts, both. <laughs> and, o- and it only just opened. Like it, it just yeah. 
So it's uh, yeah, I'm, I definitely will try. To I'm check not. It out I'm gonna try. We we talk about this a lot on the show. Like you and I typically try not to research the movies before. Sometimes mm-hmm. I can't follow my own rule, but in this case, <laughs> I want to go in blind. Like yeah. I've seen the movie trailer, like in the movie theater, but aside from that, I don't want to read any plot synopses because. Yeah, I want to be surprised. But I will be a little disappointed if it is aliens because I don't really like alien movies. Yeah. <laughs> I always feel like it's a cop-out when like, you know, like, oh, weird things are happening in town. What is it? Oh, it's aliens. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's like um, the answer is science in a way. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not, it's not paranormal. It's just like, oh, extraterrestrials, whatever. So anyways, I'm hoping fingers crossed it's not aliens but the trailer kind of makes it look like it might be that's not a spoiler because it's literally like in movie theaters right now like the trailers so yes yeah no and and that's it's these days they like to they like to pay, play tricks in trailers yeah sometimes it might they look show like you too much and sometimes they don't <laughs> yeah it might look like one thing but plot twist it's actually yeah giants sasquatch i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so that would be a twist. Um, yeah, so look, the moth, definitely the, the summer movie season's been been meh. I like again. I don't mind blockbusters as much. I, I like some of them when they're done well. I like the kind of big feel of the movie. Um, I've liked some of what I've seen, and and I haven't liked uh, others. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I yeah. Nope. I'm looking forward to. Uh, obviously we're going to review where the products sing next week. I'm probably going to try to see Nope this week as well. I'll try to do, see both films. Um, and really in terms of what's coming out this summer, I actually think that might for me and most of the films that I kind of either knew about, or was like actually looking forward to like wrote down to go. So like some of the other things coming out in August, I could care less whether I see it. Um, so the, it's, it is kind of interesting this might end my summer movie season in a way because um, I've seen all the ones that I was either somewhat looking forward to or intrigued by. So we'll see. Uh, last question here comes from Josh, the inquisitor, as always. Um, I don't quite understand this question for you, Taylor. Maybe this, this is something well, you know about. The throw movies, but throw it at me. I'll see if I can take a stab. Okay. Did you have any issues with gentle minions while watching the movie? And that's no, in quotations. There were no gentle minions at my screening. I know exactly what, what is Josh is talking about. What's a gentle <laughs> so, minion? Um, I don't know exactly the origins of the meme, but essentially what happened was um, a bunch of like high school aged boys would get together in a very large group wearing suits and then go see the rise of... <laughs> the rise of group um like as a big group and the meme got to such a point that some of the groups were being disruptive and they like called the the movement like instead of like gentlemen it was like gentle minions wait wait hold on hold on can you just i just want to make sure i know what you're saying they're they're hot young high school men in suits yeah like like dressed up like like gentlemen dressed up yeah going to see the minions yep and that was causing problems? So I got confused because at first I thought that's like a pretty wholesome activity. Like just your guys getting together, dressing up, going to see the Minion movie. Like, yeah, it's like 
for the cloud or like it's a meme, whatever. But it seemed like it started where it was just they just went to the movies and that was it. But then a couple bad apples went and were like super disruptive and we're like ruining the movie for like the children that have gone right. <laughs> to see it. Look, I just I just saw in my head just like a whole row of dudes in suits. Yeah, that's how I was watching the movie. That was how it was supposed to be. Okay. And then of course someone took them took the meme and ran with it always, and then so, you always do. So there were like some theaters <laughs> that like posted signs being like, No gentle minions allowed. <laughs> That is You will not be admitted crazy. into the theater if you're wearing a suit. There's always a couple people who just ruin yeah, something that could have been good. Um, and I don't know why we like persist in in I don't even know what the word is, but like why why we can't just stop like, why, the individuals as opposed why, to dealing with the whole. Why do people have to troll? You know what I mean? Like those people well, who are like trolling. Yeah. Well, that's and, because like, they don't have it. anything else to live for, Taylor. <laughs> so like, that's that, like I'm not even I'm not even joking. Like that that is not a thing that I think we should be worried about. Like I think we all know why people troll. Like this is all they have for whatever reason. And when they get older, and some people when they get older they never grow up. But eventually, hopefully, you're going to find something in your life that takes up so much of your time that you're not going to have time for troll. Like that I does hope. happen. So, but like. How nice would it have been just a group of like 15 year old boys dressing up in their, you know, their prom clothes and going to the movie theater. I think that's so nice. And then obviously someone had to ruin it. But anyways, it's certainly (laughs) funny. Like it certainly does pick a funny picture. It definitely is good. And then of course someone has to ruin it. But yes, in the moment, I'm sure that was pretty funny. There were no gentle minions at my screening. I went at like 1230 on a Saturday. So it was like Dan and I and and then like like very young children with their parents. <laughs> yeah. And I think like maybe like one other couple in like their late teens. <laughs> I, but at least you had like, I don't know, at least you had someone like I, Clifford Big Red Dog when I'm sitting there by myself. Like that's so much worse. And the <laughs> Clifford is like pretty yeah. young. <laughs> pretty young. And it's just me. Yeah. <laughs> kind of sitting no. there. Well, like, this might be a good segue into my review, Mike. We've got we... more questions here. Oh, we do? No, we can't segue. Yeah, he's got okay. a question for me. Okay, then never mind. No, one more. <laughs> one Sorry. more question. Sorry. Jump in the gun there. You just want to gut, jump into your minions. Yes, one question for me. I just want to talk about the minions so bad. Um, so his question for me is, who would win in an arm wrestling match? You or Natalie Portman in her Love and Thunder shape? Mike, I heard um, she uh, bulked she up for the role. She did? She did bulk up for the role. Um, I think Natalie Portman in her non-Thor Pre-bulk. shape would be able to defeat me in a non-wrestling match. Oh, so even... 100 like Oh, yeah. I'd be too starstruck. I would just stand there. Like, I wouldn't even... I don't even think I would do any... I don't even know what I would do. Like, I would just... Be, like, I'm in a room with Natalie Portman. I don't care. Your I can lose in as be. many arms. Yeah, Your like I'm not sweaty. <laughs> you think I'm? You think I'm arm wrestling? <laughs> like you think I? I would just give. Up, I would just yield because uh, they would be. It would be terrible. But yeah, no. She. I'm she's in, She even when not in this, she's in great shape, and I am not. So I don't think. Like I really don't think in an arm wrestling match. I just don't think I have the stamina to win against anybody. 
right? Like I, I just, I can't do it. You know what, Mike? <laughs> I just can't do it too. I play, you know, like I play, you know your I play floor hockey twice a week. I do. I play floor hockey twice a week and that's enough. I think if I did it anymore, I would be dead. Like I just know that. There has been a time where they, two nights, so twice a week, Taylor, I play. Wednesdays and Thursdays. Thursday night, every single week, I think to myself, this is it. This is how I'm going to die. I'm because I'm out. so maxed out. I'm just like, this is it. Like, I'm going to have a heart attack tonight. But I keep trying to remind myself, you're doing this to avoid a heart attack. By doing this twice a week, you know, you can well, hopefully you survive. Know, Mike, by winter, you should be able to up it to three games a week. Well, that's the plan. Like, my plan in fall is to try to sign up for another thing. But I got to tell you. These sport and social clubs, not only do they like, they fill up fast, but they, because unless you know a team of people, like for me, I just, I just don't know anybody. So I sign up as an individual, unless they have enough individuals, they don't assign you to a team. You just don't get to play. Really? It's, it's like elementary school rules. Yeah. A hundred percent. So I was lucky that I got into two summer space. leagues. Like there, yeah, just was enough. So this time, the day one, I signed up for three things, just hoping I would get at least two. Because I got rejected by a bunch of different leagues. So I'm hoping in the in the fall that I can have three uh, sports nights. You know what I don't so. like about these leagues? These like recreational sports leagues. They always say, oh, it's recreational sports, beginners welcome. No. No, 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 even, no. <laughs> even when they say, you know, like in Kingston, they have like the, the rec, like, what is it? Like the Kingston, it is like the Kingston Recreational It's the, Club. yeah, Kingston Recreational Sports Club, yeah. And they have, I've been told, because obviously I'm not doing any rec sports, but I've been told there's two tiers, right? There's like, mm. just, just for fun. And then like the competitive one, I have been as a spectator to the quote unquote, just for fun games. No, those people, those people take it so seriously. And I'm thinking this is not beginner friendly. I would not be able to go out there and play whatever sport it is. So I think it's false advertising, Mike. It is. I do it for just the exercise, but I tell you, there's some people there who are there to destroy you and defeat you. Uh, And it's a little bit. Why? I thought it was supposed to be like a beer league. You know, um, well, it's see that's the thing. Beer a beer league is actually technically a step up from this. Oh, um, because <laughs> oh. beer leagues, beer leagues, you also practice. Like beer oh. leagues, you, you do have like a team practice, and you like try to bond and stay as the same team, and then sign up as teams. Like you can do that in this. Like you can get a team together and sign up together for things. But this is more. You don't practice. You show up once a week. You're doing it for exercise, and then you're supposed to socialize with people. It's a good way to get to know people. Like if you're in a new place and you are active, it's a good way for me. I do it twice a week. Yes, to get to know people. That's number one. And then number two is the exercise. I want to get some exercise. I'm better at exercising in sports than I am in anything else. So I do that. But even for me, who I would consider myself a somewhat competitive person. It can be a little too much sometimes where people are competitive. I'm like, come on. Like I got to go to, I have nine or 10 other things on my mind. This is like to distract me for an hour. Then I can get back to being miserable. Okay, so just everybody be quiet. <laughs> so every once in a while, I've flipped out on someone. I've gotten into almost a couple fights. Um, so they bring it out in you, Taylor. They do. They just, there you go. someone pushes you and you're just like, I've had enough. I'll stay home. Um, I'll stay home. I'll stay home. In the air. <laughs> anyway, back to movies. Yes, <laughs> back to movies. Uh, the other, other hobby. Um, yes, let's get into our reviews. Taylor, you saw Minions. We'll start there because you're so itching 
to talk about Minions. Tell us more about Minions Rise of Gru. I don't even know how many mini movies there are, but this is, you saw one of them. Well, it is a franchise. Uh, and listeners may be surprised. They may not be. I am a Minions fan. Like, I... <laughs> I, I don't am, think that should surprise I, anybody. I, think. <laughs> I uh, this is would have been my this has been a hotly anticipated movie for me during the pandemic. So, um, if memory serves, there's three Despicable Me movies, which is like the okay. main franchise, and then this is the second Minion movie. So the Minions are kind of a, a spinoff, but it's still it's like not even fair to say they're spinoffs because their plot lines follow the despicable me plot lines they're just focused on the the minions or the main characters as opposed to Gru. (laughs) so for people who don't know the the folklore around minions they're these little yellow guys and their life purpose is to follow like the most despicable leader and so they're searching for their despicable leader. And in the second, at the end of the first Minion movie, they find Gru. And then the the second one is supposed to be the rise of Gru. Like how did Gru become like this mastermind criminal that we see in the Despicable Me movies? So <laughs> there you go. That's a little uh, primer on Minion lore. And uh, <laughs> they each Minion kind of has its own personality, their own name. And they're like Bob and Steve, yeah, right? like yeah. Dave, Dave. Uh, Stuart. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I just love them. We get a good kick out of them, Dan and I. We think they're really funny. So, uh, and they speak in like um, it's like a mashup of like gibberish French and I think like Spanish. Spanish, so, yeah. yeah. Um. So, in terms of the the Minion franchise or the Despicable Me franchise. It was pretty good. Like, we certainly enjoyed ourselves. I don't think it's as good as maybe the first Minion movie or the first Despicable Me movie. Just like any kind of franchise, there's, like, mm-hmm. highs and lows. Um, yeah. I would say that it's fairly consistent. Um, there were certainly times where I was laughing out loud and, you know, the little kids were, <laughs> were chuckling. There's, like, um, there's enough humor, I think, for kids and adults. Like, you know, it's just Dan and I were not watching with kids. And we certainly enjoy them as adults. I think I saw maybe the first Despicable Me, movie, Despicable Me movie when I was probably in university or like end of high school. So I've been following the franchise all along, but always as like a young adult slash adult, right? Right. So right. never as a child. And like, we certainly enjoy them and think they're funny. Um, so yeah, it's definitely better than some of the other like kids movies. Like I would, I would even, I've seen a handful of this stuff, like not as much as, as you have, but a a little bit. And I would put minions in a higher up category than like most of kids movies. Like they're, I mean, they're like Pixar for, but non Pixar, like they're like a little bit of a step up. I think, like, I think there's enough humor that you can enjoy it as an adult. I don't even know who the studio is. Like, it might be... Universal, maybe? Or, like, maybe even... I don't know. Because, like, I think it's a French production team, to be honest. Like, the animators might be from France. But, uh, 
whatever, like whatever they're doing, they need to keep doing it because like we think it's pretty funny. There's like a lot of visual humor too, you know, like it's pretty punny. Like, oh, illumination. Is yeah, yeah. So, um, and uh, it's like rel- for, you know, it's relatively wholesome. I don't know. It's hard. You know, Mike, it's one of these things where you, when you have to review something that's like, yeah, it's really enjoyable. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, Go out and yeah. see it. Just experience it. In terms of like a summer movie, um, block like quote unquote blockbuster, like a because it is. I don't know if people consider animation blockbuster, but to me, this like yeah, it's so. totally in the movie calendar year. Yes, this is a summer movie. Um, I think it's. You know, I'm always horrible at like knowing what's appropriate for children, but like, um, the theater I was in, like the children were like pretty young. And um, they seem to be like, you know, there wasn't anything scary or anything, but I think also adults can enjoy it as well. So for me, this is, again, like, is it the best Despicable Me movie? No. (laughs) Maybe we'll have to have a whole other episode (laughs) ranking the franchise. But um, Uh, I think it's certainly, (laughs) Mike's like, no, thank you. The minute you say that, someone, (laughs) one of our fans is going to grab it and then suddenly it's going to be a thing. (laughs) I don't think we should do that. Rank the Minions movies. (laughs) So, and controversially, I kind of like the first Minion movie more than the Despicable Me movies. Like, that would probably be pretty controversial. Like, I, I would rank... I think... <laughs> I mean, I think I've seen... I think I've seen the first Despicable Me movie and the first Minions movie. And I actually... I remember liking the Minions movie more. But I, I think I've seen that one more recently than I, think than I saw the Despicable Me. It's very rare where, like, a, a spin-off movie... Like, it would be like if... And maybe they have done this. But to me, the equivalent would be like... If they made a whole movie about the aliens from Toy Story. Right. Like, right. yeah. That's not always going to work. But for whatever reason, with just this Despicable Me, watching a whole movie about minions, it works. And in some cases, is better than watching the main franchise. So, <laughs> um, in sum, for me, this is a see it, obviously, with the caveat that, like, not everyone is going to run out and watch the last movie in a multi-movie franchise without any of the backstory. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure Netflix has, between Amazon and Netflix, I'm pretty sure all of the Despicable Me and the Minion movies are available to stream. So I recommend doing a deep dive and then watching the new one. I think it's a nice, it's a nice afternoon. So it's a see it for me. There you go. Minions. Minions. Rise of Gruden see it um okay so i saw thor love and thunder speaking of franchises hotly anticipated hotly anticipated it's the next film in the marvel cinematic universe directed by one of my sort of favorite i would say directors working today taika waititi uh who did what we do in the shadows and he also directed jojo rabbits um and the last thor movie which is called uh, ragnarok um and like right off the bat, I will say uh, about this film, and I'm going into spoilers. Um, that's the reason why I wanted to actually talk about the film last week, um, but wanted to leave at least a couple weeks um, because I want to talk full spoilers for for this movie. Um, but this felt very much like 
not in terms of story, a sequel to the last Thor movie, but in terms of, oh, this is like, this is suck going to suffer from sequelitis for, from the last thing, because it's not as good as Thor Ragnarok, but it does kind of those things that made that movie good. It was just a little bit like executed just a little bit less. Um, so it felt very much like this was a sequel to the movies that the, the first movie that he did, which is actually, this is actually the fourth Thor movie and the 89th uh, MCU movie or something. I don't know. With oh all the shows gosh. now, I have no idea how many there are, but there's a lot. Um, so this movie focuses on, yes, Natalie Portman coming back, returning um, as, as Jane Foster um, and focusing on her becoming what in the comic books was called Mighty Thor, where she took the powers of Thor and, and kind of became uh, a Thor type individual. Um, this movie Mike, really focuses Mike, on pause, that. Yeah, pause. pausing. Yes. Okay. Thor is a Norse Thor. god. That's correct. <laughs> so already you lost me. She takes the power of Thor and becomes a Thor-like being. So what? Yeah, she takes so the I'll mantle explain. as a demigod? Yeah, so I'll, I'll explain how they did it in the movie um, because we're going to go into spoilers. So she has cancer. Okay. Um, Ralph about her character is cancer. And for reasons that you don't really know at the beginning, um, Thor's hammer, Mjolnir, was actually destroyed in Thor Ragnarok. And because the only person who can lift his hammer is, is Thor, it's someone who's worthy. You have to be worthy of the title Thor to lift this hammer. The hammer has been sitting on grass that's now in like a little monument thing um, that no one can move these fragments. They're, they're just sitting there. So something calls Jane to, to this place. She goes to see and the, suddenly the hammer reforms. She grabs it and the, the, she is given the powers of, of Thor. But she was, she's still herself. So she transforms into essentially a lady Thor. Um, and has the abilities. Now, what you don't know, and you find out... <laughs> that's, that's okay. Keep going, Mike. Keep going. What you, what you don't know, and that you find out later, is that while Thor and Jane were dating, which you don't see in any of the movies, it was all kind of done off screen, and then suddenly they weren't together anymore. Um, what you find out is that he actually unknowingly put a... He, he, him and his father had this ability to put a spell on the hammer. Like, the hammer... The ability for the hammer to be picked up by him was a, a spell that his father put on to teach him a lesson. When he becomes worthy, he will be able to lift his, this hammer once again. He unknowingly put a spell on the hammer to protect Jane, which he didn't know he did. And so the hammer was compelled to try to protect her from this disease. But what you don't know is actually she's still dying of the disease anyway. Um, she's no longer sort of weak and feeble as she is, as she's going through this treatment. She turns into the mighty Thor, she's all powerful, but the minute, you know, she drops the hammer, or kind of lets go of the power for a second, it all reverts back and it's kind of slowly killing her. Um, so that is basically the premise of the movie and Thor is being chased by this God butcher who's going around and trying to kill and, and Christian destroy Bale. all gods. Yeah, Christian Bale's character is trying to kill all the gods because his daughter dies uh, in a desert and the gods don't save her and the god 
his God on this planet that he was on is sitting in this like paradise laughing at him. He confronts him, et cetera, et cetera. It's a revenge tale um, is essentially the movie. Um, so the movie focuses a lot on Jane and Thor's relationship and kind of her having those powers and the two of them trying to stop this God butcher from killing all the gods in the universe from different worlds. Um, so it's a very, it's the first MCU movie to really lean into the fact that Thor is a god. Even though that's mentioned before, the way they always explained it was these people from Asgard are aliens from another world, and because of their technology, because of their their strength, because they're not immortal, but they live for a very long time, um, the, the, those individuals in like Norway and Sweden and Finland who like find out, found out about them a long time ago, thought they were gods. Um, they kind of did the whole Star Trek thing where it's like, well, technology looks like magic, but it's just, you don't know how to explain it. This is the first movie where they kind of stripped all that away. And like, yep, there's gods. Yep. Mike, I hate, this is my nope problem. How <laughs> it's not fun when you're just like, oh, they're aliens. Like, um, the movie I saw, everyone, you guys made me for, forced me to go see it. Uh, the Eternals. Oh, oh rah, yes. Rah, yeah. They're androids. What? Right. So lame. So lame. So what you will like about this, Taylor, is they definitely don't do that anymore. Okay, now they're just God. like, nope, gods exist and they're just there. Good. So no, there are these like celestial beings like Zeus exists and is a being somewhere. He is immortal. He's in this movie. There are planets from, there are planets like throughout the kind of universe. And like at one point in time, all the kind of gods from different universes, from different places kind of get together to try to sort out this Christian Bale problem. Um, and uh, it turns out they're not taking it very seriously because that's kind of the themes that the, the movie plays into is that all, a lot of these gods could care less. Yeah. They feel they Human are immortal. beings are beneath us. Exactly. And they don't even realize how vulnerable they are until this god butcher goes around with his magic sword and starts killing them, right? Like, that's kind of the idea. So Thor and and Jane, or Lady Thor, and Valkyrie, who's back for those MCU fans, um, played by Tessa Thompson, um, she's back. And the three of them kind of go off on this adventure to try to stop him. Um, it was once described to me that the Marvel Cinematic Universe was like uh, a television show where each movie is like an episode in that show and the kind of season finales are these big Avenger movies. So sometimes there's filler episodes or sometimes there's episodes that you don't like, but it's still your favorite show. Like you think about your favorite show, you might be able to be like, oh, but there's this one episode that eh, you could kind of skip. That I skip when, I, when I'm rewatching. When you go and rewatch it, you're like, eh, don't need to watch that. It's kind of a filler episode. This felt to me like a bit of a filler episode in the way that it really doesn't further along the point of where they're going next. Like Disney and, and Marvel has released where they're going, what they're trying to build to. This really does live on its own in the universe of as its own story. For those of you who like Marvel because they like comic books and the movies are just like comic books, it's basically like getting a comic book where there's no real like threat here. It's just like this one off story you know everything's going to be fine, but it's just about the journey to get there. And that's really what the movie is. Um, I don't think it was as funny and clever as Ragnarok was. And I don't think the story was as clear and simple as Ragnarok. Like Ragnarok was a very like simple story, interesting, 
brought in Hela, the goddess of death, and did all this kind of cool stuff. And it was interesting and funny, and it was straight up comedy from a comedy director. Thor Love and Thunder had a lot of humor in it, but it was definitely less than Thor Ragnarok. Um, it was, I think, a little, I don't know what's going on, Taylor. They keep releasing these movies, and and I don't know if like you got to them, but they, they're only two hours long. And it seems like they've cut out so much where it's one of those short movies where you kind of going, but you didn't explain much. Like you just sort of went about your business and things happen so fast that it seems not necessarily unrealistic, but you're not as bought in as if there's a bit of a crawl to it. Like, like Jane becoming Thor and all that stuff like happens within a few minutes and it's not really built up and doesn't really explain anything because clearly they wanted to like spend most of the time with this dynamic and this group together but they just it to me it felt like they rushed to get there within 10 minutes um and that's yeah for for you taylor the marvel movies are getting short like the, this is the second movie in a row that's music been, to my like, ears two minutes i mean sorry it's two hours not two minutes it's two hours and we're not going like we're two hours and five minutes at most two hours and ten at most like, it's two hours and I don't know if that's a direction they're receiving. I don't know why they're going that way. But this is the second Marvel movie in a row where I left going, you probably could have explained things a little bit better. You probably could have spent 10 extra minutes to build us up, get us into the world, and kind of move things forward. Or I argue it's poor editing and story writing. Yeah, or that too. Yeah, and, you know, and just, again. They, people just don't know how to tell a story in two hours anymore. And this is coming from a director, writer, creator who I think should be able to do that and normally does. So I don't know if it's fatigue. I don't know if he didn't really want to do this. I saw some know. reviews that, and again, I have no invested in trust, obviously. But some of the reviews are like, <laughs> it seems like everyone phoned it in this movie. Like, yeah, it the director, felt, it did all the, the actors. Yeah. Well, okay. I it, it so in terms of the directing, the editing, and the story, it did feel that way a bit. I thought the acting was actually quite good. Like I thought the performances, especially like Christian Bale, oh, like just knocked great. it out of the park. Yeah, he was he was incredible in the role. And I thought Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth, like I thought they did a great job. Like I I didn't have too much concern there. Like even like there was humor. I was laughing. There was a couple really funny laugh out loud moments. Um, I just felt coming off of Ragnarok and even coming off of like the last Doctor Strange movie, which I think I liked a little bit better than Thor Love and Thunder. I was like, well, it just felt like there was no stakes and there was kind of nothing really here. Even though, again, at the end, because we're going into spoilers, at the end, Jane dies. Um, And even then I'm like, yeah, but you've brought everyone back. Like there's just this, with this multiverse and stuff. And and I think they're going to start leaning into lazy storytelling like you're not really you're not really playing into any stakes which i like my movies to have stakes i like to feel like there is a there's a risk that's happening here and to me other than his magic sword like thor tossed christian bale around like he was a doll like it wasn't it wasn't like a physically worrisome fight like there was never a moment where i felt like anyone would be well like what is christian bale like is he <laughs> like in he's the, a skinny in, dude in the he's movie, just a skinny like, dude is he a human yeah no he's from another planet um he's a mortal being like he is mortal he lives and dies but he's he's basically he gets this sword that um not like infects him but like imbues him with this power 
but it is also slowly killing him. That's kind of a parallel they make between him and, and Jane is that they're both kind of on this path to death and the decisions that you make, which is kind of interesting and deep. And they did do some of that. Um, but yeah, he's basically just, and he's like super skinny and this sort of tall, bald and thing. He has a little bit of abilities. He can basically with his sword, he can make shadow demons out of darkness. Right. Cause I'm like, that's kind like, of his thing based on the character design, which again, like in promos, I've seen what he looks like. And knowing that Thor is a god, I'm like, it's not really an equal match. Um, I was expecting there to be more god butchering in this, and there's not that much. Like, that's kind of <laughs> like... what I was expecting to see. I was expecting to see, while, while Thor and Jane and stuff are trying to chase after him, it cuts to scenes of him butchering and killing gods, which I think would have increased his his kind of, like, the feeling of, oh, he can do some damage. Yeah, it's a he, fair he, match. He could actually, yeah, it's a fair match. Where, yes, his the sword can hurt Thor, but Thor is like, I'm not even lying twice the size. Like, Chris Hemsworth has to be twice the size human being. Like, I'm not even talking about just like, tall, like, thickness. He <laughs> Like, you could fit two Christian Bales. And somehow, somehow, the fight lasts for a bit, but... Thor is clearly in command of it. Like, I'm like, I don't believe that he would lose at all. Like, he's just, he didn't never, even, like, try never, to make it seem like, he, he was just beating him up. Like, yeah, at, at no point were you worried about <laughs> no, Thor's safety. No, and not at one moment. And, it, like, at the end, when Jane dies, it's more because of the sacrifice. She makes a sacrifice, and it's the cancer that's going to get her. But she sacrifices her powers in order to stop him from doing something. And that, then the cancer is what gets her in the end. So... It's just like, even then, he didn't. He, he butchered a total of one god in the entire movie, and that was at the beginning. So again, I, I just think my expectation and seeing Christian Bale and seeing the trailers, I was like, oh, he looks formidable. Like, he looks kind of scary. And I could have used, like, this is, this, again, second Marvel movie in a row, where I look at the title, or not the title, I guess. I guess this is more the, the character. The, you know, I see the someone villain. called the God Butcher, and I go, oh, I, I wish I'd saw him doing more of that is he, and in in dr strange i came into the movie being like we i could have used more multi-madness stuff like actually going around the multiverse where that they just didn't do enough is the god butcher cooler in the comics um i only remember the god butcher in the comics from one comic book like i never saw whatever the run was of right. him actually being in it like he was more of a side i think it was a comic book that was probably leading up to the big series on him because he was like more in the background causing mayhem and, and killing some gods. So I don't remember what he was like otherwise. Um, but yeah, it was, it was an interesting, again, what I like about these movies, it's basically like a comic book. Sometimes you can just have one-off adventures, but I would describe Thor Love and Thunder as not my favorite episode of my favorite TV show. Like decent, a good laugh. Like I'm still going to give it a see it because I think if you're a Marvel fan, you're probably have already seen this movie. And I do think you want to continue and complete it and like watch the episode. Like you're going to watch game of Thrones every week. You're going to watch your favorite show every week. You should go and watch this. You should see it in the theater. It does have a good spectacle to it. I just think it wasn't my favorite and it's making me feel a little nervous about where this is all going to go. Cause I did, I did for the most part, like Dr. Strange um, and I really loved Spider-Man, but some of the things that they've done, that Marvel's done, I'm, I'm so, so on. So now this was the first movie where I kind of left being like, hmm, 
And I saw it twice and I actually liked it better the second time. So again, there's something there to it. Uh, it is it is funny. Uh, it's got a bit of humor, but yeah, I'm, I am going to give it a see it. It's just it wasn't my favorite from some of the other uh, Marvel movies that I've seen. Um, but there you go. That uh, that wraps up uh, this episode. 200 episodes down. Uh, more to come. As I said, we're going to celebrate more later. Probably looks like early fall now. Um, so make sure that you check that out. And if you want to be part of our movie club, make sure you go see Where the Crawdads Sing um, and or finish reading the book. If you can only do one, that's fine too. Still send in your comments. Um, get those in before the end of the month. And uh, next week, talking about Where the Crawdads Sing. Go see some movies. Thank you for listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded at CFRC at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario. Queen's University sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishabi peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.